Set your sail for the orange and blue sea. Yeah. Ain't no way to explain or say how painful the hangover was today. In front of the toilet, hands and knees, trying to breathe in between the dry heaves. My baby made me some coffee, afraid that if I drink some, it's probably coming right back out me. Couple of Welcome to the Javamen Fighting Illini podcast. It's December 14th. This is Suds. I got Joey H with me. I got Etch with me. We got a great segment list to talk about. Boys, how you doing tonight? Doing good. How you guys doing? I'm doing great. I'm just glad some people <laughs> take podcasting seriously over their day job. <laughs> got a, a lot of Java men that are that are citing their day job as reasons they can't podcast. So it's it's good to hear some of show up 110 percent or everyday guys like Brad Underwood likes. We're we're everyday guys, and we do it after business hours. I mean, it's not like we're recording these at 3 p.m. Yeah, no, so no we're, excuses. We're not quite quitting our podcast. <laughs> so this this I think is the first show where it, it's it's probably a little depressing to talk about after the game that happened Saturday. Total trap game. We're going to talk about that a little bit. We we have an 11 a.m. game against Penn State. I think the boys are a little hungover, spent a little too much time at cams the night before, and just t- they lay a total egg. We lose 74-59. to 59. Joe, share some thoughts about the Penn State game. Yeah, disappointing. I uh, I was parenting while I was watching the game, so I caught most of it. But it was it was a very a very frustrating game in the sense that it it didn't sure didn't seem like you know our top guys came to play. I think um, initially uh, Matthew, John Mayer, Meyer. got off to a hot start and I remember I listened to the very beginning of the game on the radio and they're like you do not want to get into a three-point shooting contest with Penn State yeah uh, they're gonna Weren't win they, the, they were the top three-point shooting team in the country was that right or up there uh, like in the conference for sure like that's why people are giving them chances and it was it's been interesting because we've this this was a little bit of a trap game after the big W um, earlier in the week and then we have a really good two-point defense I think that's been well documented on this podcast and if you watch if you watch the games you gotta watch the games you know that but the three-point defense has been pretty pretty poor not poor but not great and if you've watched the games you see like we've played some lesser competition where they just miss open threes so I think going into this game and you listen to other couple other media outlets outside of the Java men and they they certainly circled this game as <laughs> as a trap game so I think overall, I mean, overall the stats like aren't aren't horrible. We just played. I mean, we literally played horrible, horrible defense. In the they put up forty seven in the first half. That's crazy. That's crazy. Like that how many ju- points did we score? We scored fifty nine points. They, they think about that. Yeah, we scored, and that's the other issue is our offense. For the game, fifty nine. Yeah, yeah. I didn't even think about it that way, but because we kind of stayed with them for the for a little bit in the first half offensively and then just guys went cold. Um like we we certainly have guys that can carry us, but 
Terrence Shannon had an awful game. The freshman actually played pretty well. Like Brad, Brad was so pissed. But like in the second half, I think he pulled all the all of the veterans and and had all the freshmen playing with Dane Danger. And that <laughs> that squad they were doing well. And I think they cut it within like four or five. And they were doing well. And and Sky Clark had been playing really well. And he was like did a heat check, a couple threes, and he missed them. Oh. And then and then that. Um, the really good shooter on Penn State, I, I can't remember his name. He came down and hit, they hit a bunch of shots. It was just, it was insane. Um, overall, like the numbers, the stats, how the stats play out, it's actually not. They're not. It's not horrible. It's really just comes down to the three point shooting. Like they sh- they made five more threes than us. Um, we out rebounded them, but again, by very little. Um, we had a few more turnovers than them, but not not drastic. They had a few more assists than us. But I think we can all, the fact that like the stats were even outside of three-point shooting and they beat us is, is an issue, right? Because we're supposed to be top 15 team and they're supposed to be scratching clawing to make the tournament. Yeah. So I, I think in our text chain, the main issue, um, some of the analytics guys like Jamie Jubes Rubin had was <laughs> running, running <laughs> offense. And it didn't seem like we ran very much offense to get Terrence Shannon the ball where we, we were really relying on the free free flowing offense. So that's that's of concern. I I kind of took the the other side of that. Like I, I without knowing too much about offensive basketball, um I do think that if you just let them play out, they get you guys get used to playing together and still get used to playing together. But I think it's a case of they were at cams, they were high on themselves. They <laughs> sounds like they had bad practices. And Underwood made a fart noise at the end, you know, during the press conference that that they yes, were again. shit. They were shit. Practice was shit. So this isn't surprising to see. It's just disappointing, right? But we thought this team would be full of roller coaster games throughout the season, and sure, shit, it has been. Yeah, I'm 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 looking at the game flow, um, and at three twenty six in the first half. Um, Illinois tied the game at 34. So Illinois got 34 points, 17 minutes into the game. They scored 25 points the rest of the way. Wait, wait, say that again. Say that again. So 34 through 17 minutes. Yeah. So 30, so through 17 minutes in the game, Illinois had 34 points. They tied it up and that's the last time the game was tied. So the rest of the way, Illinois just, you know, Penn state just, runs away and fully yeah we scored 25 25 points in 23 minutes then exactly math right yeah and brutal and i didn't watch the game i've been landlocked a little bit on these last three games um so i really have no basis for um any opinions that i make on them but if you're if you're tied at 34 you scored 34 minutes in the first 17 minutes of the game and 25 the remaining 23 something something like snapped at that point another crazy stat from the game flow is the final score is 74 59 that was the score from two minutes 59 seconds left in the second half until the closing buzzer so neither team scored for the last 259 and they're they're, you know we're we're kind of used to used to seeing that in certain Illinois teams, but not for the past few years, the, like the long stretches of no scoring. 
um, or like, yeah. you know, it, we, we've had individual players, IO, Kofi, um, who can get hot, but where you're not relying on like one of those heat check sort of games. Um, I have no idea if that happened during the Penn State game, but those two stats jumped out to me that, that Illinois went ice cold at the end of the first half and then never really got back. And then to close the game out, just didn't, didn't put up a fight. So I, you know, I think in a season there's going to be these stinkers. Um, this is definitely a stinker. They haven't had one up until this point. Um, but surprising for sure, especially, you know, coming off of the high of beating the number two team in Madison square garden, um, and getting all that good pub. Dude, that that's crazy. Etch two fifty nine left in the game in a fifteen point game, regardless of like the teams, like the fact that there is no point. That's almost impossible. Well, and what about um, the Arizona Illinois game in oh four, right? Or in that in that tournament? Oh five, yeah, yeah. The oh five get yeah the the elite eight. I think that that deficit was around. 15 with like, you know, two minutes to go or whatever. So, yeah, right. right. So, Illinois should have a team where that, like, they're not out of a game no matter the opponent because of, you know, all the athletic, uh, all the athleticism on the team and, you know, scoring ability in theory, but they just, they just laid a stinker. Yeah. I mean, maybe that's why Brad was so pissed. The last 259, I mean, where is the effort level? So we're going to play a clip from Brad about the Penn State game, specifically talking about the leadership of the Illini. From the very first play that they scored to the two practices before this game, completely unacceptable. The lack of leadership on this team is zero. It is none. Inexcusable. We'll find out who's who wants to be a part of playing hard and doing it the right way. All the credit to Penn State. They deserve to win the game. They punched us in the mouth. They're old, the oldest team in the country, and they played like grown men. We played uh, uh, very, very uninspired basketball from uh, uh, the second we landed from Madison Square Garden uh, until now. We have have been atrocious in practice. Maybe the two worst days of practice leading up to a game I've been a part of, and that's leadership. That's leadership. Plain and simple leadership. Put it in bold damn print. Leadership. Lack of. And no effort. That's what happens when you in this league when you when you when you have none of that. So what what really stood out to me about what Brad said, I I mean, first and foremost, I guess I can't really remember a press conference where Brad just went after the guys like this. That was absolutely crazy. But what stood out to me was him questioning the leadership of the seniors. And and they're all new seniors, which is kind of crazy because, you know, he, he convinces them to come play for U of I now like game 10 or whatever it is. And he's calling out. I, I mean, I, I like that about Brad, that he's questioning the leadership. <laughs> he, he brought up Trent. In that, did you guys see the interview? He, so he br- he brought up Trent. I know he just played it, and I guess Trent texted from Serbia. That's where he's playing. <laughs> <laughs> and Brad read the the text to the team. No, I think he texted like, the team. 
Oh, he texted the team. Okay, maybe I misunderstood. I thought he texted Brad. <laughs> and Brad's bringing that up with the team. And he's like, well, Trent's being more of a leader from Serbia than anybody I got in the locker room. And then... Uh <laughs> Then he plays the, the the fart noise that you talked about, Joe. That was Jeremy asking Brad about TSJ's leadership, which is crazy. That leading 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 up to the like in between the win and and the Penn State loss. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Well, because he so then he also said about TSJ that he told every coach that that TSJ was going to play like shit. Because he looked terrible in practice. And it was just calling him out hard. Dude, the, the interview is crazy. What, what were you guys' thoughts on the interview? Or the the press conference after I, the game? I, I, I liked it. I, I think when you have, in this transfer era, you don't have time. Because I'm sure Brad's harping on these seniors behind closed doors. But you don't really have time to like take it easy on guys. Like you need your seniors to be like, they need these transfer seniors to be leaders that haven't been in Brad's uh, on Brad's team before. I think he knows how to push these guys buttons. Like these guys came to Illinois because they were going to get like, I'm thinking uh, Terrence Shannon and Matthew John Mayer Meyer came to Illinois to have add uh, increased roles as one, two punches. And with that, with uh, great, what what is what is the the Batman quote with great power comes great responsibility? Yeah, so Brad gave Brad gave them power and they have responsibility. <laughs> and if you if you can't live up to that responsibility and be powerful, you have to answer. And nowadays, like in social media and and, and being called out, like I'm sure that'll motivate those guys. Terrence Shannon had a great great tweet. He's like, "We're we're coming back. Don't worry, we'll be back Saturday." Like yeah, it lit, it lit I, a fire. I like that I like that from Shannon. Yeah, Brad yeah. knows. I think I think Brad knows how to hit buttons. What I what I will say is, Brad, like the fact that Dane Danger didn't play more than twelve minutes, and they had their tallest guy was six five, and Dane Danger's our second That's leading scorer, bad. is an issue. Like I know this yeah. is a three point shooting team that spread it out, but that's a huge issue. And I don't know, like, don't you want to force their hand though? Like you want them to play your game, so. You got to force the issue with Dane, right? And we always did that, that with Kofi. We always did that yeah. with Kofi. Yeah, exactly. Why? Why should it be any different? I know Dane can't dominate like Kofi can, but to me, if Dane can assert his presence, then they that'll force them to switch something up. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think Underwood was getting at the the timing of this season like the the circumstance that pushed him to be as hard as he was at the press conference was the timing so they played penn state um what was the date of that game um it was the penn state game yeah it was last it was december 10th their next game is against alabama a&m on december 17th and then the big one one of the big ones is the mizzou game five days later so the there's only two games over the next 12 days and one of them is Alabama A&M, and then it's yeah. Mizzou, which is always a big game. Somehow that game is on SEC Network. I, I don't know why. Um, but so so Brad Brad sensed a bad week of practice uh, after the Texas game. He knows that there's not a lot coming up before a huge game with Mizzou, and so he's pushing their buttons. And I I, I think Underwood is his 
gotten the gets the benefit of the doubt just based on his track record and his success and you know he's a grind he's an everyday guy he's come from you know he 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 waited a long time to get these coaching opportunities and he's he's got the got the bona fides for it but um one one thing that did jump out to me was so i'm not worried about this i want to make that clear but a thought that popped into my head was his handling of players with talent who don't live up to his expectations to jump out to me. One is Ace, Adam Miller. Yeah. And the other is Curbelo. Adam Miller, yeah. that that's a little bit different situation. Um, there wasn't this sort of like he didn't he never came down on Ace really hard. Um but with with Curbelo, he you know, they never really explained what what led to that breakdown in the relationship, but obviously it was something with Brad him. Um and so he, he's not you know, I trust Underwood a hundred percent, but he's coming down hard publicly on these guys. <laughs> I, I think, you know, based on everything we know that it's gonna be it's gonna work out and it's the right tool to use. But if we're looking back at this in two or three weeks and they have another, you know, bad game with Mizzou or like the Wisconsin game, the first week of January, and these guys aren't responding to him. Could be, could be an issue. Yeah. It's, it's, I have the same thoughts. Etch. I, that's kind of why I mentioned it with the seniors. I guess it doesn't really matter with the seniors cause they're gone anyway. You worry about the freshmen, and especially with like Epps and Sky, right? Like they they might come to the conclusion with with those two guys that there could only be one one stud out of the two, and and the other chooses the transfer, kind of like what Curbelo and and Miller. I I think Mil Miller was kind of viewing it as it's Curbelo's team and and wanted a new opportunity, but we'll, we'll see. It's interesting. All right, this is but, depressing talking about a loss. Let's move on. Do, do we think, last thought, last thought, do we think that Shannon was impacted a little bit? He was he was shaken up from the Chris Beard news that came out, or what? Ooh, that was his old coach. That is bad, bad news. <laughs> that came out after the game, though. Yeah, I know. I was, I was just joking, Shady. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think Beard, what, what, if anyone, I think... If anyone, <laughs> I think Shan. I think Shannon said he barely knows the guy. <laughs> I barely know him. Yeah, unbelievable. That that shit is ridiculous. All right, so good good call, Shady. We we got to move on. It's a depressing topic. Probably the the first dud of the year for sure. We're gonna do a castaway segment. Edge, talk to me about some castaways. Yeah, so the um, you know, we 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 have castaways. Last last time I was on the podcast, kind of laid out how we see them. There's the calmer seas castaways. These are guys who left with without any um acrimony. Guys like Grandy, who's on Duke, Adam Miller, who's on LSU, BBV, who's on South Carolina. Um, then we have like our outcastaways, Curbelo, um, 
guys that kind of jump ship um, and aren't aren't beloved. So I, I, just a couple to highlight. Um, keeping a close eye on the Red Storm at St. John's, they are cruising along. They're they're ten and one, but their best win is still Syracuse, and they they lost to <laughs> Iowa State since since right. their uh since the last time we checked in on the castaway so yeah their their best win is against Bayheim's sorry bunch um and <laughs> they're hey real the... quick real quick they're 69 in the net nice <laughs> nice um so aj store is one of the castaways guy who committed and then decommitted he's he's at five points one board one assist and then Curbelo's kind of steady at his stat line of 11 points, four assists, three rebounds. Um, so they're they're kind of cruising along. Another castaway that came up in the last podcast, and you, you had to really dig deep to find this one, is Tevion, Tevion Jones. Yeah, um, who, Tevion. Who's like a great athlete, had a promising start um, to his Illinois career, but he's now on, um, I, th- is it, I think, Southern Utah. He was third team All Big Sky last year, and this year he's putting up some monster games. He's he's had a number of twenty five point games, and he's averaging nineteen point two four and one. So that that's kind of you know that that's kind of one of our calmer seas castaways slash outcastaways. But he's he's uh he's found some found some calm seas out in out in southern Utah. So good good for he's- Tev. He's working on his third master's degree out there, or what? <laughs> he, he he's he's got to be. He's got to be. Um, That's a deep cut. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then I got two more. Um, Benjamin Bossman's Verdonk, the boss man, <laughs> boss man, is is one of the Gamecocks from South Carolina. They're they're five and four, and they're losing right now. They're going to be five and five, and he's averaging a cool four five, four points, five boards, and actually two assists. Which which I was impressed with. Boss Man's is kind of dealing for that middle of the road <laughs> SEC team. And finally, our uh, our guy Jacob Grandison, the Slim Reaper, um, the poor man <laughs> Slim Reaper, is is putting is playing some serious minutes for Duke. He's playing 18 minutes. I think that's sixth or seventh on their team, and he's got six points, three boards, two assists. So he's He's doing for Duke, I think, what you know he he could do on this Illinois team. I think that's where he would kind of slot for this Illinois team. I know that there's bigger fans of the Reaper um, in the Javaman than I am. I'm 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 not a huge Reaper guy. Um, but yeah, Duke Duke is clu- cruising. They're ten and two, losses to KU and Purdue, but they've beaten Ohio State and Iowa, so they're taking care of the Big Ten. And I'm sure Grandy. The Reaper has something to do with it, so that that's the roundup of the castaways for this week. So before we jump off the castaways segment, and Etch, I don't know what you consider these guys. I mean, it's not a castaway, but I do want to give an update on our guy Kofi. I think we talked about trying a little bit dominating in Serbia, but Doc Darius Darius tweeted <laughs> the man, <laughs> the man. Honorary job <laughs> Yeah, we'll get him on the pod one of these days. I sent this to the to the Javaman group text. His last game, Kofi went for. This is in the 
the Japanese basketball league. I'm just going to assume it's the top league <laughs> in Japan. <laughs> I'm going to make a lot of assumptions here. If, if it's not, <laughs> Kofi's got that problem. <laughs> so I clearly did a lot of research on this. Um, his last game was 18 points, 24, board, 24 <laughs> boards. And the, the stat that stood out to me the most was four assists, wow. which is just absolutely wild because i don't remember kofi passing the ball four times let alone getting four assists in one game so i was, wanted to throw that one in there was, was he playing hunter in michigan or <laughs> yeah. hunter's daddy his coach his coach just played him highlights of the michigan games from the last three years and he he just 24 boards that's like will chamberlain that's will chamberlain status speaking of hunter did you guys see his uh podcast what he was saying about illini fans yeah, I tweeted at him from the job. <laughs> yeah. yeah, That's setting up nicely to be a, a beatdown of the Wolverines and Champagne later this year. Joe, Joe, what, what, what did you tweet at at Hunter? <laughs> I, I'd honestly. We have gotta, to go back and do look. we gotta bleep it out? We gotta bleep it out. <laughs> I'd, no. have, I'd have to go back and look. Uh, but, but that's. I think that's going to be a Java men outing and rendezvous is Thursday night in March against Michigan. Uh, that might have to be a get 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 down, leave work a little early, get down for the game, have a couple drinks of cams, and then yell Hunter all game. So I found it, Joe. You want me to say it? Yeah, you can read it. it <laughs> tweeted at Hunter, Illini fans here, you suck in your Kofi's bitch. <laughs> that was yeah, like one that, of the nicer things that was said to Yeah, him. that was pretty nice. I thought it was worse than that. That was actually I, very I saw. Joe. I saw... I mean that that's a great tweet, and I saw the um, honorary Javaman Doctor D tweeted another his his go to picture of Kofi holding a baby yeah. Hunter. <laughs> that might have to be the cover art for this, for this episode. Yeah, yeah for so sure. If, stay if, tuned. If Hunter, I, it is it is isn't and you know we don't have to spend a lot of time on on Hunter, um, but it is interesting that Hunter is really singling out Illinois fans. Yeah, I mean his his spirit has to be broken a little bit by how much Kofi has babied him over the years, but he's he's doing this deliberately, right? Let's be very clear, as it stands now, Hunter Dickinson and Jawan Howard have never beat the Illini. So say what you want, but you've been getting your ass kicked every game. So and Doctor, we could D leave that there. Find him. Joe. Give me the state of the union on the Illini. So we're a third of the way into the season. And I, I think we can all agree, um, starting ahead of the season, it was this is going to be a fun year because it was new. Every, were, pretty much the whole team was new. Just a huge influx of talent. I don't think Illinois basketball has ever seen this type of turnover in terms of like some really great players who who made Illinois a winning program like very quickly, and then to turn most of that roster over with a ton of talent, in particular freshman talent, made made it for like a very different season this year compared to the last four or five years, and a really exciting to like watch and and dissect. And I think overall, like a roller coaster was of a season was. I think said a lot and I, I know I said that earlier today or earlier in this podcast excuse me 
I mean, <laughs> it's been true. I think we had we've had two what top fifteen wins, um, <clears throat> one and couple. You know, or I would just say one bad loss. Like Maryland's proven to be a good team. So I'd say overall, like we're we're what seven and three, a third of the way into the season. We're zero and one on the road, two and one in neutral, five and one at home, two and two in quad one, zero and one in quad two. I think yeah. for for me, if the only thing, the only regrettable loss, I think, is what we've been talking about. I don't want to go back to it. Is Penn State? You know, eight and two after ten. I think for this team would be good with losses to what top top 10 Ken Palm teams in what Virginia and what's the other loss? Maryland. Uh, yeah, in Maryland, Maryland on the road. That means so that, yeah, that's it's, it's regrettable that we're, game. it's regrettable that we're owing to. So I would say overall, it's been more of a success. And I think you can see the promise in this team and this team's ceiling is there. The worry is that the floor is a lot lower without Kofi and we've really dug ourselves a hole starting 0-2. But that said, like, the year is going to be really exciting to watch. Like, no matter how it all shakes out, it's going to be really exciting to watch. I want, I said this in the text, I think you can win a Big Ten championship and still go far in the tournament. And I would love for this team to do both. I don't know if that's going to happen with the Big Ten championship, but if it doesn't, then this team will be measured in March. And so it's all about yeah. perfecting going into March, unless they can roll off, you know, six, seven, eight wins in a row after when Big Ten play starts up again and, and get back up in the standings. But overall, I mean, I don't know. I'd give this team a B. Um, I would get would have given them a I think a an A an A minus. Without Saturday. Without Saturday, yeah. Yeah. I think that's fair. Edge? Yeah, I echo a lot of what Joe said. I think, yeah, I, I think first of all, the Big Ten, starting out 0-2 in the Big Ten, I that that doesn't matter to me at all. Big Ten championships, Big Ten tournament championships, like those those hold no weight for my, my Illini fandom at, Interesting. The, at this point. So, so the last couple of years have been at, huge disappointment for you then yeah huge no it, they but they they've done it so the next yeah. step it's 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 all about oh, i see it, i see what you mean yeah, yeah so yeah. it's it's all it's all about march and i think that starting on two is you know not not ideal but it's all about march so they have played a crazy schedule so far they've played in vegas against excellent teams with pedigree like national champion pedigree um in virginia and ucla and they played awesome out there they go on the road to maryland and they lose a close game against a good team who by the way is playing ucla tonight um and and so Who's playing ucla maryland so oh, wow interesting i gotta uh, watch that one yeah get the recap yeah it's on right now yeah. Yeah. so you know they they've gone to New York and they've beaten the number two team. They're all over the place. Their sales are you know full mast and they're 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 seven and three with one really bad loss. Um, and who knows how bad that loss will be at the end of the year? Penn State, you know they Penn State could be a bubble team this year. So it's all about March. 
they have some excellent wins against excellent programs, and I think the state is very good, except there's this little volatility right now because we haven't seen the response yet from their loss. But I know what Underwood's response is going to be. We saw it in the press conference. Um, so we'll see if the team follows suit. I, I would have no doubt on last year's team or the, or the, you know, IO's junior year team that they would respond. Um, so I think the Mizzou game is going to tell us everything we need to know about the rest of the year with how they respond to the Penn state loss. So state of the union, I'm, I'm feeling good. Yeah. I, agree with a lot of what you guys said you know as a fan and I know you guys can relate to this I I think expectations are really important and it's been a weird past nine months as an Illini basketball fan because in April of 22 you know we lose right and then we basically lose our whole starting lineup like you said Joe and if you told me at that point in time, I mean, my expectations for the next year team, you're losing your whole lineup. I mean, you're kind of like, shit, this is the end of an era, you know, of what we've seen. So if you told me like, hey, we're we're going to compete in the Big Ten and we're going to make the tournament in April of 22, I'm, I'm pretty pumped about that. Now you fast forward and Brad locks down Shannon. He locks down Meyer. You know, we watch the first couple games of the year. We see Danes, the best big man in the Big Ten. <laughs> <laughs> and my expectations change a little bit. So it, it's hard. I think I, I got to agree with you, Joe. Like, before Saturday, I'm, I am I would have been the State of the Union. Like, this is exactly where I want this team to be. And, you know, maybe we're over. I'm overreacting with the Saturday loss. It just puts a bad taste in my mouth that you lose in that fashion at home to Penn State. Put it this way. If that game happens and it's in or at Penn State, fine. I'm not, I'm not losing sleep over it. It's just, you you can't, you can't lose the Penn State in that fashion at home. You got to, those big 10 games, every big 10 victory, it's, I mean, it's big at the end of the day. If you want to win a Big Ten championship, we've seen it. It comes down to one or two games. We won it last year. We really split with Wisconsin. I guess we had the tiebreaker in Wisconsin, and they celebrated a couple games early, which was hilarious. But it's every, every game is big, and it's just it's tough to see that and then have a state of a union right after. But I'm going to be optimistic. I'm with you. I mean, all that matters is March. We're, as Illini fans, I think, right, we're ready for the next step. We're ready for the next level. We got to go further than Michigan in the tournament. I'm tired (laughs) of Michigan finishing seventh in the Big Ten and then going into the second weekend and we're losing. I mean, that's getting a little sickening. Yeah. I'm going to be honest. That that could be the trajectory, Lags, where it's win the Big Ten tournament two years ago win the Big Ten last year, this year go further than Michigan in the tournament, yeah. next year national championship. <laughs> but but, but that, that's why that's why um, next Thursday's game in St. Louis is such a that that's that's it for me. That's that's how yeah. that's how I'll know 
my feelings on the, the state of the I, and you guys are going to have a direct impact on that game. You guys yeah. and the the eye funders. <laughs> yeah, Joe Joe and I will be in a t- that's going to be quite the evening, Joe, if I say so myself. It's, it's going to be very fun. I, I do think this team, <laughs> I think I think they're going to play really well and I I actually think they're going to they're going to beat Mizzou pretty good. I think this team rises to the occasion in moments, yeah. in big moments like Vegas. And even though they lost to Virginia, Virginia is like a well, like a very well-oiled mach- machine right now. And I think this team just rises to the occasion. I just, frankly, I don't think they, I think there was a comment like we just lost to Penn State. I don't think they cared about playing Penn State. The problem yeah. is in order to win a Big Ten championship, you you have to care about playing Penn State. Yeah. So, and I think Brad, like Brad openly talks about it's we need to have success in March. And I think that like that dribbles down to the team. I think they're like, yeah, we can. I don't know. I my whole thing is etch. I I had I'd have to I have to disagree with you a little bit. I don't think part of being a Java man and part of Illini fandom is enjoying the ride and enjoying what you're seeing and enjoying the change and living in the moment. Um, you can do not only about Illini basketball. You say that about a lot of things, parenting, life. You know, and we're not we're not going to turn this into a, a self help podcast. <laughs> But do it. My do my it. my advice to you and and others that are watching this team is enjoy the ups and downs, enjoy the roller coaster, enjoy <laughs> the improvement, enjoy hearing from Jamie Jubes Rubin how we should be running our offense, because I think ultimately that's going to lead to hopefully a Big Ten championship or like a run towards a Big Ten championship which I think is really important. I think that shows way more than an NCAA tournament, how far you go. With that said, I do think in order for this team to be successful, they have to get to the Sweet 16 or else they won't be. But there's plenty of time to get to all of that. But I would say enjoy the ride. We're third of the way through the season. There's been some ups and downs. Enjoy the ride. I do think overall this team is going to be good. And I think St. Louis is going It's going to be back because Mizzou's having a pretty good start to the year. It's going to be 50-50 black and gold and orange and blue. Cheers on every time someone makes a basket. Lags, you're in for a treat. It's going to be great. I've never been to bragging rights. I've never been to bra- I and I couldn't be more pumped for it. Last year, we had to cancel because everybody got COVID. That was devastating. When so. when when you guys were in Vegas, I was like, my energy level was a little bit up just knowing the Java men <laughs> were in the building. Uh, that's going to be the exact same thing on December 22nd. Joe, are we going to recreate the... The uh, <laughs> picture that we had yeah. lifting me up after a Dane dunk. The Java yeah. Mona Lisa. <laughs> the Java Mona Lisa. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited for that game. But uh, real quick to wrap up the the state, if I if I could, like yeah. all this being said, Illinois is still you know in the net. They're they're 28, um, with only uh, three Big Ten teams ahead of them. Uh, Maryland, Indiana, and Purdue. And then the Ken Palm, they are 21 with four Big Ten teams ahead of them. Ohio State, Indiana, uh, Purdue, yeah. and Maryland. So it's not like it's not horrible. Like, it can easily come back from this. Probably where we were last year. Right. The one the one thing I'll add, and Joe, I think you're right, that, that you got to take a step back, enjoy the ride, especially considering where Illinois basketball has been the last decade or so. So when we're on when we're on a ride like this with Underwood, step back, enjoy, watch the process play out, ups and downs, live in the moment, all that. 
Um, and then on the other hand, I'm definitely aligned with our statistician, Jamie Jubes Rubin. Um, and, <laughs> Jubes is getting all these shots. And as a tactician. Um, but the way, the way that I view the Illini now is that they've, they've arrived. They've yeah. arrived. And I am, I have PTSD from the uh, Loyola, Chatty, and Houston games. And I, that that's just like a personal fault. I might need a self-help book to get through that trauma. Um, but, but no, I, I, I agree with what you, what you said about living in the moment, enjoying the ride. And that's all part of it because if there's multiple Penn state games or if they don't respond to Underwood challenging them, then there is no more. I don't think there's a March, you know? So, so you're right. And let's go boys. December 22nd. That Chetty game was fun, though, wasn't it? Oh, it was, you came over for that game. Oh, it was the, the that... be- best viewing of an Illini game. <laughs> um, well, we haven't had many of you know tournament games viewed together, but yeah, that was awesome. And Mr. Legs was spot on with the Melendez. <laughs> Melendez, Melendez love. Yeah. Nick, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All right, so we got to close this out with some football talk. We got a huge bowl game coming. Unfortunately, we we got really some sad news on that front with Mike Leach's passing. Condolences to his family from the Java men. A true pirate. That was super sad to see and really just devastating. Kind of kind of takes the wind out of the sails a little bit for an exciting time for both programs. For and sure. It kind of just is unfortunate to see, but I I do want to just really quickly highlight the all. This is all Americans. This is not all Big Ten. This is all Americans for the Illini, for the AP. And our guy, Spoon, projected first rounder. I don't think there was a surprise there. First team all American. I mean, think about that, boys. That's like, that's equivalent to Kofi and Io. That's crazy for for our Illini football program. Chase Brown, AP, all American, second team. One half of the law firm, Newton. All AP, all American AP second team. Alex Palcheski, did I pronounce that correct? Palcho, right. beautiful. Palcho, Northwest suburb product, right? Uh, oh yeah, that's right. Northwest suburban football, Mister P. <laughs> all American AP third team, and then we had honor uh, honorary mention, and then Pro Football Focus third team, Sydney Brown. That's five, five All American boys. Share your thoughts. Yeah, I, I I think I read Go that. Ahead, I, I think I read that Devin Witherspoon's gonna be on a plaque at Memorial Stadium as a first team um, All American, which is pretty sick. Um, yeah, that I mean the the fact that there's that many All Americans and none of them were highly recruited, they kind of you know they 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 really progressed in the last two years is what makes me excited about Illinois football going forward. They're developing players to the, to the upper echelons. And I think Witherspoon was projected as a first round pick in Todd McShay's mock draft, like mock draft that came out either today or yesterday. So yeah, state of the union and and football. I mean, we can talk about Walters leaving, but that's, that's exciting. and, And I am, I'm, very pumped for Illinois football. Joe? I'm more of a Kuiper guy when it comes to draft analysis <laughs> over McShay, <laughs> but... 
We'll have to Just get Perenni's to get... Uh, Kuiper impression yeah. put in. <laughs> oh, man. A uh, bad one for Perenni to miss. Todd, Todd, Todd. Yeah, the player. I mean, the players speak for themselves. Like, it's incredible what what they've been able to do and the accolades. They All of those guys deserve it. They played so well for the Illini this year. The defense was incredible. Really, it's really that defense was just like last year, an undefeated type of defense. If our offense just made a couple more plays and the defense made a, a like one or two more stops. But what's mo- most impressive to me, like because of that, because of those players, because of the way Illinois played and, and the leadership and coaching that Coach Burt has shown that our rival and Big Ten West champion stole our defensive coordinator. Yeah. And hired that's him crazy. as their head Great coach. Point, Can Joe. you imagine Great point, Joe. Lovey Smith's or Tim Beckman or like none of these other guys, like none of their coaches were getting what <clears throat> mid major, I don't know, I forget what they call the F F B S head coaching jobs. Let yeah. alone a champ like a, a Big Ten West champion that's out of our backyard as as their head coach. This guy, that's incredible what Bielema was able to produce, and and the fact that that our defensive coordinator, he came from he was shoot away from Mizzou. They were all like laughing at our hire, um, and now he's head coach at Purdue. Like that's that just shows you where the program is under yeah. Like it's incredible where the program is and like we're getting recruited. It should be interesting to see um, how like the defensive recruits take that and, and what type of, you know, what type of um, with Walters going to Purdue with like who decommit or not, not decommits, but who doesn't commit to Illinois as a result of that on the final. But regardless, like we're all, I think we'll always be in the thick of it. Bielema always has his teams in the thick of it. And like, that's just really exciting to not have to worry that, you're going to have awful football and that you're going to have guys that are coached up and you're going to get guys in the door. Um, it's just incredible between the all American and the fact that we had coach hired in the big 10, the big 10 and the sec are the premier jobs in college football. Like it's incredible. Like, and, and, and shout out to, to the coach and then also shout out to the job men. We started a podcast and he got a D <laughs> big 10 head coaching job. <laughs> two accolades all around well done Bills. well done i'd be remiss we're talking some football we're talking big 10 football i'd be remiss if i didn't give a shout out to my guy peter skaronski tackle projected top 10 pick from the northwestern wildcats here's a pop quiz for you guys where do you go to high school main south ridgers mount prospect <laughs> main south Hawks, Co- baby. Shout the out. alma mater. Shout out, the coach. Alma mater. Shout out, Coach and Sarah. Um, coach and, might be the first top 10 pick ever from Maine South. That's pretty cool. One one thing to, to look for as Illinois is looking to replace Ryan Walters that Shapapai brought up to me earlier today. The spy. Name to keep an eye on, John Holisek, former head coach of Loyola Ramblers, Loyola, High, or Loyola Ooh, Academy he Ramblers. He just retired, right? Yep, former Illini, wow. former NFL player. Keep an eye on him. If if he can bring in the Catholic League pipeline to Illinois, that would be great. 
Uh, I saw there was a Brother Rice recruit that Shapapai sent me that chose Michigan over Illinois. But if if they hire Holasek, he brings the North North Suburban Pipeline, Catholic League Pipeline, and then we move over to Northwest Suburban, and then we're really cooking with gas. <laughs> the spy. I, I that would be that would be quite the hire. That's wow. I'm well. We'll see what happens. Keep an eye we'll out. See what happens. Yeah, I will. Hey. Well, before we end, UCLA's up 29 at half over Maryland. 29. Oh, my God. They're up 29 points? Yeah. 49 oh. to 20. <laughs> I don't even know how I feel about that. That's, I, feel, I mean, Rossi is going to tweet I college bet UCLA. I feel great. I bet UCLA first half <laughs> and full game. All right, boys. Well, <laughs> well done Joe. tonight. Well done. There, You know, there wasn't too much to talk about. We, we had one game, the loss against Penn State. It's a little quiet on these fronts. It's finals week. Not many games, but next week we're going to be back and we're going to be pre-gaming the bragging rights game. We got to talk bragging rights before we go, Joe. So I I think you're mandatory. I know we like to rotate, but I think you got to be mandatory for the pod. Maybe we do it for McGurk's next week. Oh, yeah, I'll, I'll if if Mecca, if the Java men are more concerned with their day job than podcasting. That's <laughs> fine. I will step up and do a, a, a pregame. But uh, all I can say is, if I don't end up on that pod, it's it's top top three atmosphere of sports I've ever been to is a bragging rights game. So when Mizzou <laughs> and Illinois are both cooking. It's the best. So I'm excited. If any listeners that are going come come by and say hello. Awesome. Well, Edge. Bills, thanks for joining tonight. It was, I, I think, is you know talking a lot of good stuff with the line of basketball. We've got the State of the Union, great segment on the Castaways Edge. Well done. And next week, I mean, we're, we're gonna we're gonna preview Dragon Ride. So make sure you guys listen and enjoy. We'll catch you next week. I L L. I L L. You've talked a lot about TJ's leadership since he's gotten here. That's what I thought of that today. Yeah, it's time to walk the plank.